Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Horton with City Moms Blog Network. And our hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Moms Blog Network. Hello, mamas. March is Women's History Month, and we're about to give you a primer on women. That's right. We're women, right, Steph? Yes, we are. We are. <laughs> you are probably a woman, unless you're Steph's brother, Eric, who's our biggest fan. Hi, hey, Eric. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and we have some really great information to share with you today. Yeah, we do. And we're going to talk history and how to celebrate with and educate our kids around Women's History Month. Yeah, we're also going to share our favorite women in history and in current culture. Yay. So let's get started with history, the history of Women's History Month. Um, And it had its origins as a national celebration in 1981 when Congress requested that the president proclaim the week beginning March 7th, 1982 as Women's History Week. Yes, it's pretty recent. So the next five years, Congress continued to pass joint resolutions designating one week in March as Women's History Week. And then in 1987, after being petitioned by the National Women's History Project, Congress passed a law which designated the month of March 1987 as Women's History Month. So, ladies, this is the 32nd official Women's History Month. Yes. She's in our generation now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And all the information that we just shared with you came from womenhistorymonth.gov, which is a fantastic resource. They have stories, photographs, and videos of women from American history. It's a great place to go and find information to share with your kids. Yeah, Michelle actually shared with me that she had to hold herself back because the (laughs) website was so fascinating. Yeah, (laughs) I I really it was I could tell it would be a time suck for me. Like just all the I mean, the depth of information there and the resources is phenomenal. So yeah, check it out. We'll make sure. Yeah, we'll make sure to um, link to it in our show notes as well. So it's easy for y'all to find. But just a reminder, womenhistorymonth.com. Gov yes. is where you need to go. Mm-hmm. So uh, another great resource on Women's History Month and celebrating it comes from right within our City Moms Blog Network sisterhood. Iowa City Moms Blog published an awesome post called Seven Ways to Celebrate Women's History Month with Your Daughter. And we thought that it was a great way to structure much of our conversation today. Yes, we are excited to pass along these seven tips to you. And we, of course, will link to that post in our show notes so then you can reference it on your own as well. Yeah, so let's just hop into the first suggestion, and the, that is to read books, obviously. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> read books with your kiddos uh, and your daughters, certainly. Uh, sit together and read books about inspirational women. Uh, we've got a couple of books that, uh, that Iowa City Post references and ones that um, I think have been really helpful to us that we'll make sure to li- link to in our show notes. But some of those include uh, Little Leaders, Bold Women in Black History, She Persisted, 13 American Women Who Changed the World, The Paper Bag Princess, The Wonderful Things You Will Be. And one book that I actually just recently picked up is called A is for Awesome, 23 Iconic Women Who Changed the World. And specifically, that last book is by Eva Chain and Chan, I think. And she works for Instagram as a fashion kind of guru. Um, but she wrote this 
beautiful book that goes from each letter of the alphabet highlighting an iconic woman in history, which I love. I love that too. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Good to check out. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next tip is to send a thank you note. So I love this idea. Grab your daughter or your son and send a message to show your appreciation for the women in your life. This could be a teacher, a coach, a mentor, a friend, or a family member, or a neighbor. Just let these women know that they are doing great things and inspiring young men and women around them. And it doesn't have to be handwritten, which is great and fun for kids to draw a picture maybe or something. But, you know, you can do a text, an email, or even a little video message that would, I know, be much appreciated as well. Yeah. And actually, just a shout out to Facebook Messenger. I know both of our kids got on Facebook Messenger recently, and they're age appropriate to be using uh, that tool uh, as a communication tool. But um, it would be a really easy way for kids to hop on and send a message to their grandparents or somebody that they're connected to that, you know, has been approved. That's the thing about Facebook Messenger. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Quick shout out for Facebook Messenger. That's actually exactly what I was thinking that my kids could do because they could put on a fun filter and they can just talk like they're doing FaceTime almost, but with a fun, you know, mask on their face or whatever and send a message to their grandmothers um, and other family members and friends that we have that we're connected to. Again, all approved by me, all monitored by me and all kids safe. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, here, here's, uh, I, while I do think text and email certainly will do, it's easy. Facebook Messenger as well. Uh, you know, I love me a handwritten note. So love I love to be passing down this lost art of handwritten notes <laughs> to my girls. Uh, but I would say that thank somebody in person, call mm-hmm. them on the phone and um, not, and you have to, you have to model that to your kids that it's not awkward to show gratitude like through the verbal word face to face with somebody. Uh, I think, you know, that just seems to be some, a place that people feel awkward. Right. But you know what? It does really, it doesn't really touch you. So um, international women's day was earlier this month. Yeah. And it happened to be a day of the week that my kids have, uh, my kids take ballroom dancing classes, which Mm is side note, adorable. So fun. I know. (laughs) But it happened to be one of the days that they were at, ballroom dancing classes and um the men who work there uh all the moms that were in there watching their kids they each handed all of us a rose and to celebrate mm-hmm. international women's day mm-hmm. and it was just like unexpected and so special but just like the, each of the men walked around and said like happy women's day and we, we love you know we want to celebrate you today and just yeah. that little i wasn't expecting that and it was just such a nice touch and i had this rose you know yeah was yeah. just nice. So that is such a great thing to do in person as well. I love it. Uh, okay, so on to the third tip. Uh, the third tip is to wear a graphic tee. Uh, so there are, well, wear a t-shirt or a shirt, like obviously. Obviously. <laughs> specifically <laughs> when it comes to celebrating women and Women's History Month and International Women's Day, uh, there are tons of t-shirts out there sporting fun phrases and quotes like, nevertheless, she persisted, or we are the ones we've been waiting for, and the future is female. Uh, there are so many great current so you can either order these online um, or certainly make them yourself if you're a do-it-yourselfer. Uh, but sport some of those fun quotes and purchase some of those for your girls to wear um, and your boys to wear. Yes. Um, yeah. And inspire the women around you. Yeah. And I love I love those graphic tees that are appropriate. Some of them are a little... Not so. Not so. I, I tend to kind of be real careful about which ones my kids wear. 
Yeah. But ones like this that are conversation starters um, are just great. And it can be something, um, you know, just within your belief system or, you know, your your priorities. But this something like that just to be a conversation starter to catch someone's eye out in public is pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The fourth, give a compliment. So we kind of already touched on this a little bit. But I got ahead of myself. You did, but this this is more for strangers, right? So and I know, yeah. Steph, you're into these random acts of kindness. Yeah. That's kind of one of your things. Yes. Um, but a random act of kindness or a kind word can make someone stay. As women, we all need to encourage each other. So teach your kids to speak up when they see someone doing admirable things. So as you're out in public, try to both give sincere compliments to people you see doing kind things or simply just put a smile on someone's face. and it's hard because like my kids, even though they're pretty outgoing, talking to a stranger, even when I'm there is intimidating, mm-hmm. but you know, we can lead by example and it doesn't even have to be, we, we can say it in front of them so that, that we yeah. model that behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I think just opening up an honest conversation, even if it is like in the car, when we're, my kids are held hostage with me speaking to them, uh, you know, I might uh, ask them like, or just start a conversation of what did somebody do that was kind today? And how did you respond to that? Uh, Did you thank them for that? I think like we just think that our kids should have a natural instinct to pay compliments where compliments are due. Mm-hmm. But I do think in some ways it's the trains, like you have to teach them to notice it and then respond um, in a gracious and kind way too. Oh, for sure. I think that's definitely a learned behavior that they have to see um, an example of it on a regular yeah. basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And along that, those same lines, I think I've talked about it in the podcast um, in the past, but one conversation starter around our dinner table that we do often is that very question. Like, tell me one thing that you did kind today for yes. other people. Yeah. Uh, and just make it a normal part of your life that we're addressing, like in a verbal way, the kind things that we're doing for people and then complimenting, complimenting those that are. So yes. anyway, I love that suggestion. Love too. Obviously, that's my soapbox. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. So let's go to the next tip. Uh, so the next tip is to watch videos. Uh, So there are tons of YouTube videos and documentaries out there. So get a warm blanket and get some hot chocolate for you and your little ones and sit down and watch a few inspiring videos. Emma Watson's UN speech on gender equality and the women's list are great ones to start with. This is also where womenshistorymonth.gov will come in handy. There are so many video resources under the audio and video tab. Yeah. And depending on your uh, your background, if you're Hispanic or African-American, um, you will find Native Americans, you will find all these subcategories on that womenhistorymonth.gov where mm-hmm. you can show your kids videos of, of women who made an impact on American history um, and that your kids can relate to. They can see someone like themselves. And there's just the subcategories are so fantastic. So it's a great, a great place to go and, um, and find some resources. Awesome. All right. So for our crafty mamas, this is not me, but I know you're out there, crafty mamas. Um, <laughs> make a scrapbook of women in your family, past and present. And that's a good time to look up your family history and see where you came from. Write down stories of the women in your family, collect pictures, and going back and looking through your book will be something that you can enjoy year round. And it's something that if you're not, you don't like to physically cut pictures and glue them, you could do this online. Um, Pinhole Press has some great books that you can have or Shutterfly, those kinds of things that you can uh, have a book printed up and uh, and have to look through. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so our final tip is specifically for moms and daughters. And that suggestion is to go on a date. Uh, spend a day together doing all of your favorite things. Make her feel special and celebrate all your daughter has accomplished. 
let her know she can be anything she wants to be and you will be there all along the way. I love that. I do too. Just spending time Uh, with my girl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I think next we want to talk about our favorite women in history. History. Yes. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, not dun, dun, dun. That's not really the right. What, what's the appropriate music code? Like a drum roll. Brrr. Like who's? Yeah. I'm very curious because I know um, I wrote down a couple names that you can see, but I haven't heard yours. So maybe you want to go back and forth. You can start with one of yours, and I'll do one of mine. Yeah. So I selected two uh, favorite women in history, and I've got a decent amount of favorite women in history, <laughs> yeah. obviously. So in no particular order. Um, but the first that I selected was Harriet Tubman. And yes. I, I mean, this girl is amazing. Obviously, she's American abolitionist. She's born into slavery. She helped you know, 70 or more slaves um, get out of slavery and escape uh, through the Underground Railroad. That lady, I love her story specifically because she was born into slavery. So that's all she knew. Right. Right. And I think sometimes in our life and maybe I'm only speaking for myself, but uh, we can make excuses for the fact that this is what this is all I know. This is what I was born into. This is how my parents raised me, that sort of thing. Um, but this gal did something like she was like, no, this is this is not normal. I'm going to I'm going to do something. Uh, and obviously she changed the trajectory of history. So, yeah, yeah she's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, my, and I actually, my um, my son right now is studying slavery in school. He's in mm-hmm. second grade. And he he was telling me about this woman that he was learning about. And I was like, is it Harriet Tubman? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's her. I just love that they're learning about her. because She's just. She's amazing. Yeah. And I pulled a quote from her uh, that I love. She said, every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember you have within you the strength, the patience and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world. Love it. I love Harriet Tubman. All right. So what what, who did you select? Um, So the first one I want to talk about is um, it's top of mind because um, I'm watching it. Actually, it's on Amazon Prime show about Mm -hmm. Queen Victoria. And she was queen of England um, from 1819 to 1901. And she was just tenacious and very, the show is on, you can get it if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it through Amazon Prime. It's a PBS Masterpiece Theater production. Um, The acting is phenomenal and the storyline is phenomenal. And I feel like personally, I can kind of relate to her, like in our personality Mm -hmm. types. And she, you know, she was a woman in, in, in a very male dominated society where she had to, even though she was queen, she really had to speak up and, um, kind of demand to be heard and Mm -hmm. demand that her wishes be carried out. It wasn't just a a thing that would happen because she was a woman. And so like, they were like, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you're queen, but you're a woman. So, so it was interesting because I can see a lot of, um, just the, endurance and kind of almost um, premonition that she had that women were going to have a much bigger role in society. And she really you know, took the leadership of that. So mm. it's, it's a show that you probably could watch with your kids. Um, but I think it's, it's more for adults. Um, it's, sure. I think it might be a little bit slow for kids and there is mm-hmm. some, some content that would probably go over a younger child's head um, as far as morality and some sexual stuff, but um, nothing, really nothing, um, blatant um yeah but uh but i i'm choosing to not show it to my kids my husband and i are watching it but we're binging it it's so good and wow. um 
and yeah, and it's, 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 I love, I love watching things that actually teach me something too. So yeah. I don't feel like a total, like just couch potato. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against the couch potatoes out there that yes. are watching something. Yes. And uh, there was another right. good movie. It was, I'm trying to see if I could look it up real quick um, about, she was also the Empress of India. Okay. And, um, and her husband actually, they were only married um, 20 years or so, but he passed away. So she spent most mm-hmm. of her time as a widow. And um, she had this relationship with this uh, um, person that was uh, Indian. And, mm-hmm. um, and it was just a really sweet movie. And anyway, there's some good stuff out there about Queen Victoria. Hmm. I love that. Uh, okay. So I have one other favorite woman in history selected. And she's more recent. She only passed away um, in the early 2000s. But, um, and I went a totally different direction than mm-hmm. Okay. But, do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, Julia Child. Oh, I, I love, love Julia Child. Yeah. So uh, one of my favorite quotes of Julia Child's is people who love to eat are always the best people. Mm-hmm. I love good food. Yeah. I mean, she has transformed that kind of part of life um, as we know it. And uh, for those of you that don't know Julia Child, she's an American chef, author and TV personality. And that brought French cuisine cooking essentially to America. And I, I just love her. Like, I, I feel like she's feisty. I love to cook myself. So I just find myself really inspired by her. That's awesome. I love Julia Child, too. Yeah. She was. Yeah. And that movie, Julia and Julia, that was cute. Yes. Movie too. Yeah. yeah. Super, super cute. OK, so yeah. what's your second? Choice? OK, so my, my second choice is um, I don't know. This may be someone who not everyone has heard of. Uh, and she also just died very recently, maybe only a year or two ago. Um, Elizabeth Elliott. She um, was married to a man named Jim Elliott, who was a missionary in South America, and he was killed by um, a tribe that he t- was trying to go and minister to, and they they killed him. And instead of moving back to the States and kind of just moving on with her life, she actually moved in with that tribe and um, raised her children with them and ministered to them and forgave them for killing her husband. I mean, she understood that... Um, they didn't, they didn't really understand it, but they were doing, they just saw a stranger um, that were, they were scared. And she wrote a book about it called Three Gates of Splendor. That's fantastic. She mm-hmm. spoke um, to my, when I was in, in college, she came to my college and spoke and she went on um, to remarry and write many, many books um, and be a real influential person in, um, in speaking circles and as an author. And she just led this life of ex- this example of ultimate forgiveness mm-hmm. and um, humility that was just so impactful has been so impactful to me. And uh, it's definitely a, a, a female character who is strong and independent, mm-hmm. um, who is someone who I'd love my daughter to learn about. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Through Gates of Splendor, their story was made into a movie as well. That was an That's excellent right. movie. So right. um, I'm not sure exactly where it's available, but y'all smart ladies. Yeah, I can find it. You can find it. (laughs) All right. So not only are we in this episode celebrating women in the past, but we also want to be women who celebrate people, women in the now. Uh, And so, Michelle, I'd love to hear from you on a couple selections of your favorite women or not even your favorite women. Some of your favorite women. Yeah, I I was approaching this. We were talking about what we're going to talk about this podcast. This kind of women that I admire. Yeah. That are uh, that have some influence over our culture right now. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so they're not necessarily my favorite people in the world. Because if we're going to talk about my favorite people, I would talk about you. <laughs> and, you know, like, and my mom, Melanie, she's a huge influence on my life and uh, an amazing Shout out to woman. my mom, too. Yeah. Michelle. Michelle. I know. Your mom has a cool <laughs> name, by the way. Um, and then I also have these mentors in my life, Tracy Goebel, Susan Miller, who are just, you know, women who are just, I can call them and ask their advice at any time. And and yeah. those are those are awesome women, but they're influential over my life. So mm-hmm. I was, I'm trying to think of people who you know other people know about. And and one person that mm-hmm. I really admire is Jenna Kutcher. She mm-hmm. lives in Minnesota. She um, does, yeah. And she has a podcast called mm-hmm. Gold Digger, and she has a platform. And it's kind of hard to pin down what she does. She's just basically a professional influencer. Yeah, she really. <laughs> she is. started off as a photographer, but I don't know. I think she's retired from photography now. Yeah. But um, she's kind of one of these people who's led the charge in body positivity. Um, she has curves and she's not afraid to show them. <laughs> and uh, yes. and she's just very confident in her in her body and her appearance and her knowledge. And she just had a baby after years of infertility. She's been very open and honest about that, which I know a lot of women appreciate because it's a struggle for so many. And I just think that she's um, a great voice in our culture for, um, you know, just in, in, in a world of Kardashians, not to just the Kardashians. I've never met them. I'm sure they're wonderful people, but mm-hmm. when they're so tied up in appearance and money and all right. these things that really don't matter, someone like Jenna mm-hmm. Kutcher, I feel like just kind of brings it home and brings it down mm-hmm. to a, rea- a reality level that most of us can actually relate to. Yes. So that's yeah. one. And I love then, Jenna Kutcher. Yeah. I have one other one. And this was someone who I actually know personally, but she's kind of famous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, her name is Christy Paul. She's an anchor on CNN. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, I used to work with her here in Phoenix. She used to be at a local television station here, and I that I worked at many years ago. And so she's a, an anchor. She mostly anchors the weekend headline news um, station. She lives in Atlanta, Georgia, with her husband and three kids. But her first marriage um, ended in divorce, and her husband had been uh, physically and verbally abusive to her, and emotionally abusive. And she wrote a book mm-hmm. about it. And um, and she's just used that platform. Um, to open up conversations in that space. And, um, and, and I, and I actually knew her when she was in her first marriage and I had no idea that was going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and her book is, was really good. And um, we'll link to it in the show comments, but yeah. she's just, again, you know, I see, you see her on the news, reading the news and CNN doesn't have the best reputation all the time. <laughs> it's like a reliable <laughs> news source that I know her personally. And she's just such a, a great person and mom and the fact that she's not been afraid to speak out about what happened to her and, and impact others is also really inspirational to me. Hmm. I love those selections. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to hear yours. So I also agree with Michelle that there are so many women that personally have impacted me over the years. Um, certainly including my mom as well as various mentors. And I actually spoke about my mentors uh, in the most recent just a sprinkle with stuff mm-hmm. episode. Um, Cause they were so kind in giving, um, providing tips for raising daughters. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure to go check that out. But um, I selected two people like Michelle uh, that are likely people you may not have heard of, uh, but they are have been tremendously inspirational in a lot of different ways. So uh, the first, my first selection is Carrie Lorenz. And the last name is spelled L-O-H-R-E-N-Z. And this gal, let me tell you, she is was the Navy's first female F-14 fighter pilot. Ooh. The Navy's first. She is a bad 
bleep. Yes, I was just going to say that's the word that comes from my way too. But I don't think we can say it. She's a no. bad beep. <laughs> uh, but I actually recently listened to a podcast where she was being interviewed because um, since coming out of uh, the military, she has since started doing some leadership work. And she has this book that looks amazing called Fearless Leadership, where she speak speaks specifically to leadership under pressure, which is pretty much leadership in general. And being a fighter pilot is like the most extreme situation you possibly can be under with the pressure coming at you from all different sides. And she, I mean, I am so inspired by what she's doing and how she has changed the world just by like pursuing something that she was really passionate at from an early age. Her dad was actually a pilot in the military as well. Uh, And when she was asked in this interview, um, you know, did you always think that you'd be a pilot? Um, She was like, I, you know, I can go back to various, various memories of my childhood or pictures that I see and definitely see that that was always kind of a bend that I was interested in. Uh, But uh, this guy, this guy that was interviewing her had asked like, but did you ever, think you were going to be the first the Navy's first female pilot for a F-14 she's like no I just kind of figured it was possible wow (laughs) that's amazing she didn't I mean she's she really is a bad bleep so (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it. I love her tenacity. I love what she's doing. I love that uh, so much of what she learned in kind of the extremeness of landing a plane on a boat in the middle of the ocean wow. like can really actually equate to things that we can learn it, it, it's just amazing so check her out carrie lorenz uh and then my second selection is actually you may know her husband more than her mm-hmm. however that's why i have selected her uh, so Maria Goff is Bob Goff's oh, um, yeah. wife, and Bob Goff's written a number of different books. Uh, he is what I would, for Enneagram lovers out there, he's like the most extreme seven that there is. Uh, <laughs> he, I mean, he, if he brings the balloons literally and figuratively everywhere he goes, like he is all about celebrating people and loving people and doing things that most people would have too many inhibitions to do. Anyway, he is amazing. But I selected his wife, Maria Goff, because she also has a book. Um, And his first book was called Love Does. Mm -hmm. And he talks all about these extreme examples of ways that he loved people. Her book is called Love Lives Here. And what I love about her message in that book and just in general is the fact that she actually speaks to Bob being the balloons. And for so many years of their marriage, she was like, I have to be the balloons, too. So she would go with him everywhere and like really try to rally up and be just like what Bob was doing. Mm -hmm. But she said, finally, I had this aha moment when I realized that I'm actually the string Mm. for Bob's. Oh, my gosh. I love that because we can Yeah. And that the best thing she can possibly do is provide a safe space in their home for him to come back to and replenish and rejuvenate. And so like she just holds him to the ground. Right. Mm, And anyway, I selected her not because I feel like I Maria and I have different different opinions about things and we live our lives differently. But I just think like she's such a testimony to really like doing 
you yeah. as best as you can and not trying to be somebody that you're not. So yeah. that's my selection. I love that. And I love yeah. that you pick people who I, I didn't even really know. I mean, I've heard of Bob Goff, but I didn't yeah. know his wife's name. And Oh, she's like the sweetest thing ever. So I love following her on social media and just seeing what she's doing. So that's awesome. Anyway. We'll definitely link to those books in yeah. the show notes because now I want to go get them. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've read Bob's book, but his yeah. wife's book would be cool. Yeah. It's All awesome. right. Well, we could not do this episode, Steph, without mentioning um, amazing women and not including the amazing women within our own network. Yes. So City Moms Blog Network was founded by women. Actually, it was founded by me. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a bad bleep. <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> Um, but we continue to empower women um, to own their own businesses and share their vital insight with the world. We are all about building community where moms are at. Yes. And um, I just want to go through some of the numbers for those of you who don't, who aren't a part of this network or maybe aren't familiar with it. Yeah. So City Moms Blog Network, we have uh, nearly 100 local parenting resource websites, and they are all owned and managed by moms in their community. So right. we have a total of 109 women because some many of them are owned by by friends, two friends, or actually a couple sisters in our network yeah. too, little sisters yeah. in our sisterhood. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's 109 women that are that own and run these websites. And yeah. then we have 21 uh, women, actually 20 women and one man on our national team. And that's more of an executive level and that oversees the management of the whole entire network. For example, I'm on the national team. I have the privilege of serving on the national team and I do communications and public relations, media relations. And we have a lot of other women who do tech background and graphic design and all sorts of stuff um, for the national team. Yeah. So now and of the 109 women, who run these sites, uh, each site, the whole premise of City Moms Blog Network is to empower moms in local community to speak up and and to be involved and to, um, to network with one another. So each site has a network that varies in number of women who are contributors who will write the content. So we have, it's, it's really hard to put a number on it, but we have at least 2,000 uh, yeah. plus women who are writing content for these sites every day, mm. every day. Yeah. And giving it's amazing, amazing and giving fantastic insight on all sorts of things like Women's History Month, like the Iowa City Moms blog, one of their contributors who wrote um, the seven tips that we shared earlier, um, all the way to talking about infertility or um, just this week we had uh, the National Down Syndrome Day. Actually, it's International Down Syndrome Day on 321 and um, moms with um, babies with Downs were talking about posts about that. So it's all sorts of things. It's just really cool. Mm -hmm. And then um, every month we have... Um, millions of people that come to read yeah. our content. So um, we have hundreds of moms as owners, thousands of contributors and millions as readers. And we know there's a few men in there and we do have a few men as contributors, but yeah. it is vastly um, women and moms who uh, empower this network. And it is such a privilege to give them that platform and Steph, kudos to you for having the vision to start this and um, giving all these people an ability to um, have a business that they can do from home. And then also um, a platform to share their heart and their tips and their tricks and um, invent <laughs> and yes. uh, and connect with other moms in their communities. It's just such an awesome, awesome thing. And time to celebrate it during Women's yes. History Month. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, it, our network is a huge testimony to the fact that 
a shared vision and a shared need, which is the just shared need of moms feeling a part of something, a part of community can be so successful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm not saying from a monetary standpoint, I'm saying purely from just a community building standpoint. And so it is such an honor to be able to walk alongside of some incredible women, like Michelle said, over a hundred side owners, thousands of writers, millions of readers. I mean, we could not do this without all of them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's just, it's fun to sit back and watch it happen and be a part of it. And uh, yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, I, I feel pretty empowered now. Yeah. I, you know what? I've never been happier to be a woman than I do than I feel right now in this moment. <laughs> I feel like we need a Shania Twain. We do. Oh, I feel, feel like, like a woman. Oh, man, that takes me back. That takes me back. <laughs> and all our 20-something-year-old yeah. listeners are like, what are Ew, these people talking huh? about? Shania Twain. Talk about women's history. Shania Twain. She's up there too. All right. Well, next week in Just a Sprinkle with Steph, I'm talking about one of my favorite things, food, which is pretty much why I selected Julia Julia Child Child, as one of my (laughs) favorite women in the history. But specifically, I'm going to be going over meal planning, which is one of my favorite things to streamline for my family's calendar and our sanity and our time saving. Yes. And you know what, Steph? I need to tune into that because... I've been bad lately about planning meals. And so that means like we're eating out, we're ordering. Uber Eats is very grateful for our business because we've been ordering a lot of food. And then I end up spending more money on groceries because I don't have a list, you know, like so you end up going to the grocery store more often and buying not what you need. So, yeah, you need my tips. I do. I do. (laughs) I will definitely be tuning in. And so um, (laughs) after that, Steph and I will be back together again to talk about summer mom hacks. Moms, it's coming. You can't stop it, Summer. It's around the corner. Um, and we're going to help you survive. I love that you're like, we're going to help you survive. I was, I literally just started thinking, summer, summer, summertime. Oh. Because here's the deal. You live in yep. Phoenix. Yep. Where it is a hot mess good. in the summer. Yep. Summertime in Minnesota is like, summer, summer, yes. summertime. Yes, I was just going to say, there's definitely like, those of you who live in like a Minnesota climate, look forward to summer. Arizona, we do not look forward to summer. But also it's, kind of difference in your mom you know how yes. you how you mom like I yeah I really like my kids being in school because it's, I like the structure of our day and summer is hard for me because there's not as much structure yeah. um and it, it so it's something that I actually kind of I need to plan for it otherwise it's yeah. gonna stress me out oh me too <laughs> as well uh, well you can bet an ice cream sundae bar that <laughs> <laughs> that is part of our summer survival <laughs> For breakfast or anytime of the day. Uh, and you know what that requires? Sprinkles. Yes. But don't wait. That in. I know. <laughs> but make sure not to wait till summer to celebrate all the little things in motherhood. And don't forget to just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit citymomsblognetwork.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our hosts. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.